On the Record with Gavin Riley. Brought to you by PwC on News Talk. We want to talk about the life and times and the stage work of Sinead O'Connor. And we're going to talk to two people who in different incarnations have shared stages uh, with Sinead O'Connor. We're going to talk to uh, Sophie B. Hawkins in just a couple of minutes' time. She was uh, with Sinead at that infamous uh, Bob Dylan gig um, in Madison Square Garden where she was jeered by the crowd. Uh, we're going to talk to um, her in just a couple of minutes. But first we're going to talk to No Sarawiwa. And that's a surname that you might recognise because you might remember the name of Ken Sarawiwa, who was a, a Nigerian... Uh, writer and intellectual who came to public prominence in the mid-1990s when he was protesting against some damage done to uh, his home area of Nigeria by um, by petrochemical companies, particularly Shell. And um, that ended up uh, bringing him onto the wrong side of the authorities to the point where he ended up facing a military tribunal and being executed by the state because of the stance that he took against the destruction of his home area um, by some of those chemical companies. Uh, I've been speaking this morning to his daughter, Noel, who ended up appearing on stage alongside Sinead O'Connor and reciting a poem with her at a gig in Dublin a year after he died. Yeah, I remember she was very, very shy. Uh, we met backstage and they told us that we would be reading a poem together. And, and so they brought out a piece of the paper and, and you know, I shook her hand. And and it was weird because obviously she was, you know, this pop star and she was older than me. And um, but she was incredibly shy and and very humble. And I was also quite shy. So there wasn't a huge amount of conversation between us. I was a little bit uh, starstruck uh, as well as, you know, it was a very emotional time. And it was just a very bewildering time, um, you know, having so many people showing support. And, and love for my father, and then you know being in this room with Sinead O'Connor, and uh, but you know I got the real sense that she was there because she really uh, wanted to support the the cause, you know, and she you know she had a real strong sense of injustice wherever it happens in, in the world. Yeah, I, I can't imagine how meaningful it must be when you, you've been through the trauma of losing your father in the circumstances that you did and then knowing that at least you had the support of, of figureheads like her. Um, am I, I hope this isn't too bold a question to ask, but um, were the events like the one that you ended up with in Dublin, were, were they relatively commonplace or would uh, you know guest appearances like that of Sinead have been relatively common at the time or, or was the event in Dublin somewhat unique as far as that goes? I think that sort of event, when we're talking about like musicians and pop stars, it was quite unusual, I think. Um, there was obviously a huge amount of support for my father, and it came from, you know, a lot of areas, you know, like politics, and, you know, we had people like, you know, Desmond Tutu, Archbishop Desmond Tutu, lending his support. Uh, to have a sort of a Western pop star, that, that was quite uh, unusual, and um, to have them engage so directly... Uh, in uh, commemorating my father was, uh, yeah, it was incredible. And yeah, I think, you know, Sinead O'Connor was you know, very different in that respect. Um, I, I don't know whether this is anything you would have been able to to really be cognizant of at the time, but might it have been the case that the the presence of somebody like Sinead at an event like the one in Dublin helped to bring further attention to the cause that your father had ultimately died for? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, you had a lot of, I remember there were a lot of young people there um, at the concert, and um, I think, you know, perhaps some of them may not have really known a huge amount about um, the troubles that were going on in, in Nigeria at the time, and, you know, having someone like uh, Sinead O'Connor there, it, you know, attracted media 
attention. Um, I was interviewed by an Irish newspaper. You know, they sort of put out a headline uh, the following day, you know, with me calling for uh, boycotts of Shell Oil. And, uh, yeah, you know, so having someone like uh, Sinead there at the concert really amplified uh, the message, you know, and my father's call. That was Noel Sarawiwa, the daughter of Ken Sarawiwa, speaking to me uh, a little bit earlier. We are joined now on the line uh, by Sophie B. Hawkins, an American singer-songwriter who, as I mentioned, was on stage with Sinead uh, at that now somewhat infamous uh, gig at Madison Square Garden uh, shortly after um, that incident on, on SNL. Uh, Sophie, thank you for joining us so early because I know you're in New York, so you're up pretty early to speak to us and we really do appreciate that. Uh, what are your recollections of just how hostile that crowd was when Sinead O'Connor tried to perform that night? Yeah, well, it was shocking, actually, because so many people in New York agreed with Sinead, and New York is so um, liberal and so aware of the problems that Sinead was protesting. So it was shocking to be backstage with her and then watch her go out and then to have her be jeered. And we all just wanted, many of us, wanted to run out and just stand by her on stage. But she didn't want that. That's what was so great about her. She did, when she came off stage, we were right there backstage, and she threw up. She And it showed what Noah just said, was that even though she had this incredible, um, that's what I said, she's like Joan of Arc, even though she had this incredible power of her belief, she still was so fragile. She threw up, and then we were all comforting her. She did not want to talk. She did not want to talk at all. And then then we had to go out for the finale, and she wanted to go out again. And the same thing happened again. And my sense of her was that it, it was almost like the cause of what she was doing always. And her voice sounded like this, was mm. bigger than her. Her voice was bigger than her. Her causes were bigger than her, her belief. And that's, again, why I called her Joan of Arc. Because there was nothing that could stop her, even if she was physically unable tolerate pressure. Which is remarkable because when you see the footage now and you see her, you know, receiving the jeers and Chris Christopherson giving a friendly word in her ear, it her poise is that of someone who, it, it's almost like somebody facing a firing squad, that she's kind of standing there with her chin held high and her chest puffed out, like she's they're prepared to take this and it's just the, yeah. the moral cause of what she's receiving. And, and it, it's so striking then to learn that she was so affected by it as soon as she left the stage. Yes, yes. And to throw up is means that your nerves are, you're not really in control of your nerves. I agree with you in the same defiance I felt because then I was next to her for the final song. And when I put my arm around her shoulder, she did not need that. She did not even want it. It was almost like, don't make me look weak. It's really intense. Mm. I've never met a more what you just said. But the word that I would, I, I think I would call her a street fighter too, because on the one hand, mm. it's like she wasn't um, above, as Noah said. She was right there on the ground level. So I would say that defiance was also probably her growing up having to be that way mm. in the face of a lot of probably, I don't know, bullying, perhaps, jeering. Like I wrote in my post, I think she was used to it. 
Yeah, which is a, a remarkable thing to have to get used to, but uh, also remarkable. And um, yeah. thank you for that reflection because it's just so remarkable to know uh, what it was like off stage versus what was happening uh, on stage. Uh, and I really appreciate your reflections. That Sophie B. Hawkins, a singer songwriter who was part of the concert at Madison Square Garden where Sinead O'Connor was be- uh, booed and jeered so forcefully in the aftermath of that incident uh, where she had torn up a picture of the Pope on Saturday Night Live. On the record with Gavin Riley, Sunday morning at 11. Brought to you by PwC. Transformation always disrupts, but it doesn't always need to be disruptive. On News Talk.